0: Welcome in on a Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. Plenty to get to ahead on today's episode of Locked on Cougars. Going to talk some BYU basketball. The transfer portal continues to churn. Today is the day that Mikey Saunders Jr. is expected to announce where he will be transferring to. We'll talk about that as well as other transfer portal targets who have emerged. BYU football apparently has a transfer portal commitment of their own that's been sitting there for months that we did not know about. We'll talk a little bit about that. And of Of course, we will catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news and even get to some of your questions if time permits as well. Today's title sponsor on the show is our good friends at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. All right, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 15th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Katz, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Hope to have you guys join us every single day. If you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button, but also please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or if your other podcast provider happens to allow you to make comments or leave ratings, please do that. It helps us build this audience, have fun talking BYU sports every single day, and it's just a pleasure to be with you guys. First off, I really enjoy doing this podcast every day. My apologies the last couple of days, the podcast not coming out overnight, coming out in the early morning hours, because at my house, we're currently replacing all of the carpet at my home and I can tell you this much replacing carpet in your home and if any of you have done this probably can relate with this you essentially have to move your house without actually moving and it's been a pretty big undertaking, I can tell you that much. Having to move furniture out of one room or multiple rooms into other rooms, replace the carpet in those rooms, and then move all that stuff back to where it needs to go before moving all the other stuff out of other rooms, it's just been, yeah, it's been a nightmare, but uh, when the wife is happy, life is happy, right? So, we're getting that done, so apologies for the delay on the podcast, but happy to be with you guys nonetheless. Alright, let's get going here, talk some BYU basketball. Today is the day, Mikey Saunders Jr., the transfer from the University of Cincinnati, a former athlete at Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant, down there in central Utah, is expected to announce where he will be transferring to. And I can tell you this much, all the indications about what I'm hearing with regards to Mike Saunders Jr. indicate to me that he will pick the BYU basketball program and play for Mark Pope. I think it would be a massive pickup in the transfer portal market. BYU could do a lot worse than picking up a guy like Mike Saunders Jr. He's got an elite first step, just absolutely Absolutely is a burner can really help push the pace. I think get BYU back to playing at a high tempo, something that kind of got away from this past season. Whereas in the first year with Mark Pope as the head coach, it really seemed to slow. D- it was a lot faster in the first year, it slowed down this past year. So I think he wants to get back to playing with more pace. And I can tell you this much, Mike Saunders Jr. would absolutely help. Uh, liven up BYU's pace of play, really helped them push the ball up the court, and I think would be a fantastic guy to have on this team. The good news is, in addition to that, is yesterday, it will be official today, based on everything we are hearing, is that the transfer portal will now have one-time transfers be immediately eligible. The NCAA Board of Governors has greenlit a long-expected rule change which will allow men's basketball, women's basketball Women's basketball, football players. I think there's a few other sports. Men's ice hockey, I think, was one of them that required previously all those athletes who transfer to sit on that quote unquote year in residence before you were eligible to play for that program well now it's no longer going to be that case you're going to have a one-time free transfer you can transfer at any point and then be immediately eligible this will count for guys like Mike Saunders Jr. so he can come to BYU and play this coming season I think it's a welcome welcome change in how things are going in the transfer portal we'll talk a little bit more about this coming up in the next segment i got some more thoughts on it but getting back to the story at hand with Mike Saunders Jr. I would be stunned if he doesn't pick BYU and now what does this mean with regards to guys like Brandon Averitt as well as Alex Barcelo I can tell you this much in talking with some people Brandon Averitt is good as done playing at BYU and it's nothing acrimonious or anything bad he just decided I'm moving on with my life and it's not necessarily that it's a done deal that he couldn't come back because as we've stated previously and talked about previously on this show is that the rules with the NCAA next year Brandon Averitt, Matt Harms, Alex Barcelo all three of them could come back and play at BYU, it will not affect anything with regards to the roster status for other players at BYU. They are exempted from counting under the scholarship limits, the 13 scholarship limit that men's basketball imposes at the NCAA levels. You could have three guys be those quote-unquote super seniors who are all critical cogs on your team and be fantastic additions to the program, and it wouldn't cost you anything more than, what, maybe $100,000 or whatever to, to pay for their scholarships for another year. I expect at least one of these three. I think it's more than likely going to be Alex Barcelo uh, to explore his options but come back to BYU. I also wouldn't be surprised that Matt Harms decides to run it back for another year at BYU, but I do expect Brandon Averett to move on at this juncture and that opens up the slot for a guy like Mike Saunders Jr. in theory to be in that rotation and potentially be a starting guard for the BYU men's basketball program. Another target did emerge yesterday in the transfer portal uh, market. It's Kerr Creisa, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Creisa, uh, he's from Estonia. He's a freshman guard who played for just eight games for the University of Arizona. He is a guy that BYU pursued uh, last year in the recruiting game and didn't come up and get him. But he did only play in eight games. He's entered the NCAA transfer portal. Is not ruled out returning to Arizona, who, by the way, has hired... Tommy Lloyd, the longtime assistant, kind of the key cog under Mark Few to building Gonzaga into what they have been. He was the lead assistant there at Gonzaga since 2000. He is now going to be the head coach at the University of Arizona. I would expect that Carissa probably returns to Arizona, but BYU, I'm sure, absolutely has made a phone call to gauge his interest once again after missing out on him previously in recruiting. I think it would be a fantastic addition to get a guy like Carissa here. He's a high-level point guard. he never never have enough high-level guard play in any type of basketball, especially the college game. And as we talked about previously with a guy like Mike Saunders Jr., you want guys who can push the pace. Well, the six foot three Estonian native in Creasa absolutely could help that as well. He's been expected to be a guy who would be a high level international player coming to the college game in America. And BYU would do a lot worse than pursuing him and seeing what his interest is. But I do expect Mike Saunders to pick BYU. And that may decide that for BYU that, hey, we're filled up and we're going to go after maybe a big man or a wing rather than a guy like Carissa. But if you can't find anybody else, there are worse people to to chase down like a Kirk Carissa. So it wouldn't surprise me to see them put their name in the hat or throw their hat into the ring to see if they can land him as well. I can tell you this much. Everything I keep hearing is that BYU is just combing the transfer portal, trying to find the best talent they absolutely can because this is going to be a big part of how BYU goes about building their roster every single year. You're going to see multiple transfers annually with the BYU basketball program program and for good reason. Why not? It's a free transfer. These guys are unhappy of the program they're at. You think you can get a lot out of them, get them to Provo, get them into the system and see what they can do. I think it'd be a fantastic way to go about being a part of roster building. And I think it'll be a critical part considering this is not an era where you can just rely on high school talent and expect that's gonna to kind of build you up and keep you sustainable. The whole old adage is get old, stay old well the transfer portal is a big part of doing that and be BYU under Mark Pope will use that mentality, and he's not alone. I think there are going to be hundreds of programs around the country who are going to follow a similar philosophy. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk a little bit more about the new transfer rules, how they relate to BYU football in particular, as well as a transfer portal target that I know the BYU fans probably were familiar with, but apparently has been committed to BYU for some time. A uh, BYU Sports Illustrated site, Sports Illustrated site, Cougs Daily uh, broke the news last night. We'll talk about all that here in just a moment today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at rock auto I talked to you guys earlier this week about Rock Auto and how I need to get a new uh, blinker replaced on the front end of my vehicle. Well, I ordered the part from Rock Auto. It's supposed to be here, I believe, tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to having that and getting that fixed on my vehicle. I can tell you this much. My experience with Rock Auto has been absolutely marvelous. They do an incredible job. They're a family-owned company that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for all the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers specific to your vehicle they've got everything i mean that sincerely you want new carpet in your car you want to put in i don't know new headlights you want to replace the entire interior they've got it all for you guys at the best prices that's the best part about it the rockauto.com catalog is unique and easily Remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all of the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. All the parts are shipped directly to your door and you don't get a better price being a mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer, guys. All the prices are always reliably low. Check them out now. Go to rockauto.com. Make sure to put locked on the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you to check them out, guys. I use them. I hope you guys will use them as well. That's rockauto.com. Amazing selection. Reliably low price all the parts your car truck or SUV will ever need check them out now at rockauto.com All right, my friends, get all the sports news you need to know about in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk a little about BYU football. But one note I forgot to mention previously is that yesterday was the open of the early signing period in men's basketball. BYU only expected to sign one high school player in this period, and it's a Tiki. Ali Atiki from Ontario, the big man from Tanzania, uh, he's expected to sign his national letter of intent. Uh, I expect it to be in relatively soon, but there is no necessarily dead drop dead date that they have to do it. You have actually have a bigger window now in this early signing period with college basketball. I think it's like a month long that you can sign in, but I expect at some point Atiki Ali Atiki will be a member of the BYU men's basketball program, and it's just a matter of getting the paperwork signed, sealed, and delivered, and off you go. So we'll track that. And we'll make sure to break that down once that becomes official that Atiki is joining the BYU men's basketball program. Now, another transfer coming into BYU is Caleb Hayes, a cornerback transfer from Oregon State. Uh, apparently, he was a guy that I'd heard about that BYU was targeting in the transfer portal. But uh, over at BYU Sports Illustrated, site, Casey Lundquist and Coog's Daily did an interview with him. And apparently, Caleb Hayes has been committed to BYU since January. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, He kept it off social media. He revealed that he had made the commitment to uh, Casey yesterday in in an interview, apparently, that they did on Coogs Daily. You can go to si.com slash college slash BYU and get the link here. Uh, Hayes is a former uh, product of San Gorgonio. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce that correctly. In San Bernardino, California. He was recruited to Oregon State, played quarterback in high school, but made the transition to playing defensive back. He's been a cornerback for... For the Beavers has been limited due to injury the last little bit as a member of the Beavers up there in Corvallis. will be coming to BYU with two years of eligibility remaining as a redshirt junior. And looking forward to seeing him in a BYU uniform. I think this would be a good addition to the cornerback group for BYU. This guy's got experience playing the position at a high level in the in the Pac-12 at the power five level. I think this would be a fantastic addition for BYU. And this brings me to my larger point of why we're talking about this on today's podcast. Isn't that the new New transfer rules. There's a lot of doom and gloom out there with a lot of people saying, well, that just means that teams like Alabama are going to go cherry pick guys off of other rosters. Yeah, that absolutely is going to be the case, but for every guy that Alabama picks off another team's roster, there's going to be a kid from Alabama they recruited out of the high school ranks who's going to say, well, you just recruited over me and brought in a transfer. I'm going to look for my opportunity elsewhere. So I think there's a give and take here for uh, at teams like a BYU who are considered, I guess, G5. I don't know. BYU's just in a weird Spot, folks. They're not G5. They're not P5. They're an independent. They're right between. Uh, but nonetheless, this is a big opportunity for a program like BYU. Because yes, you you will have programs who come after young men and say, "Come play here at X, Y, and Z power five school." And some of those kids will say, "Yes, I wanted to always play at the highest level and go prove myself at that level." But also, there are be guys in those programs who are going to say, "You know what?" It's been fun. I've had my opportunity, but I'm not seeing the playing time I desire. I'm going elsewhere. And that's when BYU can swoop in and pick up guys. I've talked about this on the podcast in previous episodes, but the biggest thing with BYU is that it's a unique environment. And any of you who have been to school at BYU or are just a fan of BYU overall, and that's why you listen to this podcast, let's be honest, you understand how unique of an environment that that Provo is for Student athletes, for students in general. And I think that BYU stands a better chance of getting some high level talent at the transfer portal with guys who have experienced things elsewhere. I go back to looking at the Nakua brothers. Samson and Puka saw their two older brothers, both Kai, who ended up playing and being a star for BYU, and Isaiah, who didn't play much for BYU before his career was cut short. Uh, they both went to BYU. These other two Nakua brothers, both Samson and Puka, have experience at the Power 5 levels. Samson went to Utah for the past four years. Puka played his freshman year up there at Washington and decided, you know what? I need to go get closer to home. I've had an experience these other schools. I'm going to go play for BYU. This is absolutely something BYU and the recruiting department in the football program, basketball program, doesn't matter what it is. They need to pursue this. They need to go out and tell kids, yes, you've had an experience elsewhere and you've probably heard that BYU is a tough school. They have the honor code, the academics, blah, 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 blah. Well, you've experienced this. Why not come experience experience what we have to offer. Come play here and we'll show you what it's all about. I'm of the opinion, I was a graduate of BYU. I think many of you listening to this podcast, if you attended school there or are graduates of the university who can attest that yes, going to BYU is a unique experience but it works out great for many, many people. And the degree at BYU, it's going to benefit you for the rest of your life. You have a network that you can rely on in multiple circumstances, especially as student athletes. If you're a BYU athlete, I can tell you this much. It opens doors to say, yeah, I played X, Y, and Z sport at BYU. People are like, Oh, you're a cougar. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit more. It opens doors, folks. And I think the BYU can use this to their recruiting advantage and go tell these young men or young women, whoever they are, that, hey, you had this experience at your university. Well, why not come here and try something different? We'd love to have you guys be a part of this. You can play more here. You can get more playing time, more experience. Uh, It's an environment where you can really just focus on your craft, your sport. just go to school. There's not necessarily a huge party scene at BYU as other universities might have that distracts certain young men or young women but this is a huge opportunity for BYU I don't see it as anything but a positive to have these instantaneous or immediate transfer eligibility rules allow these people young men young women to go out make the best decision for themselves maybe they found themselves going to a program where a coach left right after they committed and or signed paperwork national letters of intent that should not preclude these young men and young women who committed to a coaching staff who have new coaching staff come in and say that this ain't it They should be allowed to find the best spot for them, just like any coach is allowed to do the exact same thing. So, I look forward to having this rule get rubber stamped by the NCAA Board of Governors later today. And, of course, that will become the norm and allow guys like Caleb Hayes, as well as Mike Saunders Jr., should he pick BYU, to show up to BYU, get into school this summer, and get going right away and be expected to be available this fall, barring something unforeseen like an injury. So, that's the good news with this rule. And I think it's It's a welcome, welcome change in the NCAA. Alright, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on everything else you need to know on a Thursday as a BYU sports fan. Uh, Women's volleyball found out who they're going to take on in the NCAA tournament tonight. We'll talk about that and of course everything else going with the other BYU sports programs in just moments. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, my friends. Football, obviously you can bet on futures here if you have a guy that you're expecting to be the NFL MVP. The Heisman and trophy winner in 2021 in college football. You can bet on that. You even can bet on sports action right now. Baseball, NHL, NBA, they've got it all for you guys. They even have award shows, TV shows, and reality TV prop bets. So no matter what you want to bet on, Bet Online has got you guys covered. Real-time updated odds on props on almost anything that you can imagine. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. You heard that right. F-R-E-E. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit. You heard that right, a 50% welcome bonus courtesy of BetOnline. All you got to do is when you go to BetOnline.ag and make that deposit, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll have a 50% welcome bonus added to your account, guys. Check it out now. It's all courtesy of BetOnline. They are your online sportsbook experts. Folks, it is NFL draft season and beginning April 19th through the 26th, you can listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason La Confora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team in the mock draft. It's absolutely incredible what they do with this. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the brand new Odyssey app or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports podcasts music, and news that matters to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Check them out, odyssey.com and the Odyssey app. And I can tell you this much, yours truly will be a part of that Ultimate Mock Draft, talking about Zach Wilson. Looking forward to that coming up next week. All right, running down the other news you need to know today is a BYU fan, BYU Women's Volleyball, the number 16 seed in the first round by uh, that they enjoyed yesterday, the Women's Volleyball program, takes on UCLA in the second round of the 2020. The NCAA Division I Women's Volleyball Tournament tonight. That'll be at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN 3 or the Watch ESPN app. BYU is 16-1, 15-1 as the West Coast Conference champions. They're taking on the Bruins out of the Pac-12, who went 15-6 overall on the season. They're 14-6 in Pac-12 play. BYU has not had a great history against the Bruins, though. They're 5-24-1 and all-time against UCLA since their first meeting in 1972, but only twice in the start of the rally era in 2001. Uh, They faced off in 2004 and 2009 both times UCLA won that they have met 11 times in the postseason the Cougars are 3-8 in those matchups so BYU's got a lot of history going against them but I still expect Heather Olmstead and her team to take down the Bruins and advance in the NCAA tournament. We'll be watching that tonight once again 8.30pm Mountain Time on ESPN3 or the Watch ESPN app. It'll be a streaming uh, availability if you want to watch that. Best to luck to the women's volleyball program talked about yesterday how Carson Lindell had an opportunity to really be a part of an elite group at BYU had he been able to hold on at the Western Intercollegiate the 74th edition of it came up just short on a fourth playoff hole, finishing runner up to Joe Highsmith of Pepperdine. Uh, Man, I was gutted for Lundell losing this in a playoff. It started out as a three-way playoff. He held the 36 hole lead, be off to a rough start with three bogeys in the first four holes of his final round Recovered in the final 13 holes, making three birdies to force that three-way playoff with Highsmith and Puit Anupanasubaisai. I don't know how to say that last name for San Diego state. Uh, on, I'm going to say just call him Puet. uh bounced out in early on in the playoff and then they went four playoff holes before Highsmith downed Lundell unfortunate but BYU as a team uh, finished fifth in this tournament so they dropped a spot from where they finished in the second round they're going to be back at home uh, hosting the Pink Cougar Classic on April 23rd and the 24th in their next action it's always a fun event down there at Riverside Country Club I'm hopeful that we'll be allowed to go out and watch it as members of the media and the public but I don't know yet I haven't heard details on that we'll be sure to pass that along to you guys later on here All right, two other notes before you before we go is congratulations to the BYU women's softball program four different Cougars hit home runs as BYU cruised to an 8-2 victory over UVU in the UCCU crosstown clash yesterday at Gale Miller Field they have now won 11 straight games speaking of Gordon Eakin's squad Riley Jensen led the way three of four at the plate had a home run an RBI and a double in this game Hunter Ava got the things going with a three run home run uh, in the first inning of this game. Like I said, BYU wins 8-2, to two. so congratulations to Gordon Eakin and his team. They are back at Gail Miller Field today once again hosting Southern Utah. That matchup is scheduled to be broadcast on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. First pitch set for 5 p.m. this afternoon, so looking forward to that if you want to tune in and watch the softball program, try to make it 12 in a row. And the final note today is congratulations to former BYU offensive lineman Brady Christensen, He's been named a member of the 2021 National Football Foundation Hampshire Honor Society. This honors players who have maintained a cumulative 3.2 GPA or better throughout their college careers, as well as being a starter or a significant contributor to their program. 910 players from 255 schools qualified for membership in the society's 15th year. BYU has had 65 players recognized as members of the NFF Hampshire Honor Society over the years. Pretty impressive number and good to see. Brady Christensen adding his name to that list. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support. Please follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed if you'd like my random musings on BYU and other sports is at Jacob C. Hatch or feel free to reach out anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address for this fine podcast. Love hearing from you guys, getting your insights on things and we'll get back to our 100 seasons of BYU football tomorrow talking about 1899. There was just so much news to get to today. I didn't even get to all your guys' questions. Hopefully we'll get to those tomorrow as well. Just a busy, busy day on the show. So we'll get back to our 100 seasons of BYU football tomorrow talk about the 1899 Brigham Young Academy team the last team not to play under the BYU Brigham Young University uh, banner we'll talk about that what happened to maybe break up a team that had won two state championships and then obviously have over a two decade gap in playing the sport intercollegiately we'll talk about all of it ahead on tomorrow's podcast that's what we call a tease all right folks well we will talk to you then this has been the locked on Cougars podcast for April 15th 2021 and we'll Talk to you guys, manana.